Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Space News Pod. This is a show about space, science, and tech. I'm your host, Will Walden. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about SpaceX. Starlink, Starship SN9, also Starship SN10. What's going to be happening for SN9 in the near future? How are they going to clean up that mess? How long is it going to take them? Also, SN10, there's an engine that's been spotted in the wild. So let's get into some Starship news. SpaceX crashed Starship SN9. An amazing, amazing explosion when the rocket cratered on the landing pad. And it was a pretty, like, it was pretty precise for a landing. But only one of the engines fired up, and they were supposed to have two, but only one of them worked. And Elon has actually said on Twitter, uh, hey, we should probably light up three, and then they only need two to land. So whatever ones that actually work, maybe maybe they'll all work, uh, then they'll use those two. They'll shut off one and uh, just go down to two. So that's pretty cool, you know? But what is happening with SpaceX and some uh, some drama? So we have some drama from the FAA. And let's take a look at that real quick. I want to show you guys this. The, um, the latest stuff from SpaceX is that um, the FAA will be reviewing SN9. Okay, so the, this is from CNN Business. And the Federal Aviation Administration said it will oversee an investigation into a crash landing of a SpaceX prototype rocket. On Tuesday, the announcement comes after the FAA forced SpaceX to delay the launch as it investigated a previous explosion that was SN8 of a similar rocket prototype. So here's what the important part. The FAA's top priority is regulating commercial space transport is ensuring that operations are safe, even if there's an anomaly. So what they're saying is if SpaceX's rocket blows up, they want to make sure that people are safe around the launch site and the landing site. So this is, this is very important for the FAA to do right now because commercial space flight is just starting, right? So we have people that are building gigantic rockets that will be taking hundreds of people into space. Um, just in, what, a couple months, by the end of this year, SpaceX will be flying four regular people, orbiting regular people in a uh, Crew Dragon on top of a Falcon 9. So that's kind of the beginning of commercial space for SpaceX. Now, as far as like regular people go, right? Not astronauts, just, you know, you and me, we can buy a ticket. We can go to space. We can orbit the, the earth a bunch of times. That's the beginning. Starship is the beginning of something huge. Starship, it's like when people started building planes to ferry people from one side of the country to the other side of the country, the FAA stepped in and they said, let's see how we can do this safely. That's what they're doing here. And now the most dangerous part of getting 
from New York to Los Angeles isn't the plane ride. It's actually getting to the plane, like all the traffic getting there, all the people, all that stuff. That's dangerous. But in a plane, it's pretty safe. There's not that many accidents on planes, and that's because the FAA stepped in early and said, okay, here's some regulations. We've got to make sure everybody's safe. And that's what they're doing here. So they say the FAA will oversee the investigation of today's landing mishap. <laughs> mishap, yeah, it was an explosion involving SpaceX. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files, all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door. It could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Starship SN9 prototype in Boca Chica, Texas. Although this was an uncrewed test flight, the investigation will identify the root cause of today's mishap and possible opportunities to further enhance safety as the program develops. Now, why is this important? Uh, basically because this starship is made of stainless steel. It's explosive when it lands, if it doesn't land properly, and that stainless steel flies everywhere, right? Stainless steel is very sharp when it's not uh, properly built, right? So if it's, if it's a sharp piece of stainless steel, it can destroy lots of stuff, including people, including cars, including property, including people's homes, including windows, etc. So they don't want any of that stuff to happen. They want to have these regulations in place before it gets out of hand. And, you know, there's been talks about, you know, from people that say, you know, hey, the FEA stepping in to slow down uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX. And that's just not true. That's not true. They're not there for any sort of evil purposes. The FAA is there for, um, they're there to help people. So they're not slowing anything down. Once these 
things are figured out, the FAA and SpaceX can move forward with SN10, 11, etc., and just keep moving forward safely. And there's the explosion. As you can see, it's huge. It's huge. It's almost triple the size of the Starship. So, um, yeah, it's like 16 stories tall, somewhere around there. And something like that. So the Starship, 16 stories tall. The blast is three times that. So it's huge. It's huge. So I want to make sure that Starship is all taken care of before, you know, they get to the next step. And the next step is an SN10 launch, right? And here's the engine that Mary Boca Chica Gale um, spotted in the wild. Raptor engine SN50 has arrived at the pad. Mary Boca Chica Gale uh, right there on Twitter, Boca Chica Gale. Really great stuff, Mary. Always really great stuff. Um, so this is a video she shot of SN50 driving by. So we know at least one engine is being delivered to SN10. So that's great. That means that they're going to be start like starting to mount engines on SN10 relatively soon. This is uh, this is from today, I believe, a couple hours ago. And so now we know that there are engines coming for SN10, which is great because it's already it's already been on the mount for a while. Uh, before SN9 launched. And here's a photo from, who is it? Kyle underscore M underscore photo um, on Insta and Twitter. And that's how big this thing is, right? And they're going to be mounting the engines underneath this. So uh, this, <laughs> this thing's quite large. Um, and they'll have three Raptors. And like Elon said, maybe all three of those Raptors will... will uh, work when they land this time and here's a another thing and I'm, I'm just gonna like touch on this real quick and this has nothing to do with this list here but remember sn5 everybody thought like hey man maybe they're gonna make that into a uh, a moon lander mock-up but that's not the case mary again comes through a crew are currently cutting around the upper portion of sn5 it appears sn5 will suffer the same fate as sn6 rip sn5 and then you go down a little bit, and there you go. SN5 is being dismantled. So it's not going to be part of a moon lander mock-up or anything like that. Um, they're going to just you know, just scrap it, use it again. You know, whatever they can use again, they will they will use again. Um, so that's what SpaceX is doing with SN5 as well. So there's another thing, and I want to kind of like step back a little bit to the SN9 investigation because uh, the review from the FAA SN9 thing uh, from Christian Davenport uh, says some congressional staffers were briefed yesterday, and this is three hours ago, on the SpaceX FAA launch license violation. That's for SN8. Uh, they were told there was a miscommunication on modeling for how far any shockwave would travel from a blast and the damage it would cause in broken windows, etc., in changing weather. So these are, the, these are the other things for the FAA to consider. How dangerous is it, et cetera. And this is SN8 stuff, not SN9 or SN10. Given the communication problem, the FAA investigated not only the SN8 hard landing, but also did a comprehensive review of the company's safety culture, operational decision-making, and process discipline. So all these things were incorporated into SN9's launch. Yeah, this is... This is important, people. 
this is very important because the the FAA they have to step in sometimes and they have to protect people. And it's really good that Christian Davenport, it's W A P O uh, Davenport on Twitter uh, broke that. And they have to make sure that these starships aren't going to hurt people or hurt property. That's what the FAA is stepping in for. So now we have some Starlink updates. And there's, a, I'm going to show you a bunch of tweets from SpaceX here. Uh, just because they covered it the best <laughs> because it's spacex that's what they do right they had another successful starship launch deployment landing here's the launch on spacex's twitter there you go the liftoff again of starlink and it's a pretty normal thing now you know we watch these liftoffs and it's totally cool and then uh first stage landing of course we have a first stage landing a um, little wobbly, but that's okay. It was pretty good. I wouldn't say it was bad. I'd say it's pretty good. Look at that. Look at that. A beautiful Falcon 9 right on the pad. And then we have the deployment of these Starlink satellites. Perfect. 60 satellites deployed beautifully above our Mother Earth. Now, why, why is this important? What's going on with Starlink? Um, Starlink recently uh was it 10,000 customers yeah 10,000 customers starlink they just announced that they had 10,000 customers and they're going to be moving forward with more people in the future and covering more land uh, in the future and like households that are in the middle of nowhere they need starlink and I've said this so many times on the show. My sister, she's five miles that way. That away. She can't get really high-speed internet. She has a couple kids. You know, they live out in the middle of nowhere. They need to do schoolwork. My sister needs to do work work. And, like, how, what are they going to do? They can't, I mean, they have uh, HughesNet or something like that. And it's just a horrible, horrible service. So, SpaceX... Uh, has been uh, updated, or they've updated us that they've had 10,000 users now. This is from Engadget. Uh, our Lawler says this. Uh, public beta testing for SpaceX's satellite beamed internet service kicked off late last year for people in the U.S., Canada, the U.K. Um, uh, they seek star, uh, elig eligibility as a telecommun telecommunications carrier. Notice this stars. Star SpaceX Starlink uh, reports over 10,000 people that are already using the service. That's a lot of people. Uh, people need this. And being a telecommunications carrier, uh, that's super important for SpaceX so they can move forward. Because when they take this money from Starlink, they can roll it over and build more Starships. Because these Starships will be launching Starlink in the future. So instead of 60 satellites... We'll have a lot more than that going to orbit in the future. Um, so here we go. This is another part of this for the Starlink thing. Starlink is seeking designation so it can access the millions of dollars that's been granted from the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund to provide service across a number of states. So they're getting money from the government. They're getting money from taxpayers to set this up because this, is a, this isn't just a service to you know, people who want to play games or browse Twitter or watch this video. These are people that need it for uh, their own benefit, such as, like I was saying before, school or work. 
you know, those kind of things, better themselves. And this is going to help everybody uh, with access to, um, you know, information, like global access of information is going to be amazing. The letter also notes that SpaceX already has more than a thousand satellites in orbit. That's insane. 10, uh, more than 100 to 20 uh, megabytes per second. Megabits. That's fast. It's like what I get here. Pretty close to this. So, yeah, there's there's the thing going on with Starlink, and um, SpaceX is going to be hopefully getting the grant money and using that money to build more Starlink satellites and also build starships because once they get that, they can transport a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. So here we go. SN9 cleanup. Okay. How long is it going to take? We're just going to briefly go over this one because it is probably not going to be that much. Um, after SN9 cratered, we all saw how beautiful that was. How long is it going to take for SN9 to get cleaned up and then moved out of the way? Because they only have one landing pad, right? So SN10 can't land until SN9 is gone. So SN9 has to be cleaned up. The pad has to be probably reconfigured a little bit because there's probably a crater in it. We didn't think there was one for SN8. And then they moved all the stuff and there was a giant crater there. They fixed that up um, and they landed, you know, they were ready to go in a couple days after they fixed it up, but it took them a couple, a couple weeks, at least two, three weeks to clean all that stuff out. But with the FAA involved, right, maybe it's going to take a little bit longer. So I'm, I'm guessing this is a guess and this isn't like a hundred percent facts or anything like that, but with the FAA involved, it's going to take a couple more weeks. I think unless they can do it really fast, which is possible, uh, but they're going to investigate the SN9 landing and maybe they might need to look at the wreckage, you know, and go over all that stuff. Uh, so give it an extra week, maybe two for uh, cleanup. So I'm guessing in about, we'll get a SN10 launch in about a month. So a month from today, uh, February 5th, we'll probably either get it at the end of this month, the end of February, or the very beginning of March of 2021. So we're hoping, we're hoping as fast as possible. We also want to be safe. You know, the FAA wants to make sure that the people around uh, SpaceX launch facility in Boca Chica are all safe. So want to make sure that, you know, people are doing their thing and staying safe out there because... We don't want any mishaps because if you have another mishap, you know, if you have another mishap, um, then you delay everything very, very far into the future. And you don't want that. You want to take care of this stuff now, little stuff, give it a week or two. And then from there, you move forward, you launch SN10. Gonna be awesome. So my friends, that's about it for me for now. I want to say thanks to everybody who's been supporting the show. Everybody who's a member of the show, everybody who's been subscribing to the show, give it a thumbs up, etc., etc. So thanks so much, and I will see you next time. Let's hit the end screen button. There we go. There we go. And these are some of the people that help us out as members of the show. Thank you so much for all of the support. Take care, everybody. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and I'll see you next time. Hey, you made it all the way to the end. Thanks so much. Uh, click one of these links. I just hit my microphone. Click one of these links. It's cool stuff.